0: Welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast, starring Jay from Sludge Central and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula.
1: So Jay, these days, you and I both, but you specifically, try to avoid all the really delicious junk food that's out there. Yeah, I I deprive myself of a lot of this stuff. I try to, too. I'm not as successful at depriving myself as you are, but (laughs) I'm trying. So what we're going to do tonight is kind of like pretend as though that's not the case and relive some of our favorite junk foods of all time. Yes. And, you know, we've done this once before. Once, twice, maybe five times. I it's really hard to keep track. For like ten years, we all we did was number our episodes like trying to figure out what the hell's in them. God. <laughs> I know we did it once or twice
0: for sure, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna talk about some of these snacks and junk food that we
1: want to have back now. From all walks of eating culture, whether it's um, you know, traditional candy, more in the food arena, sometimes stuff that you could only get from restaurants. So we have ten old junk foods to talk about tonight. Yes, and, and uh, who's who going to pick? go first? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll flip something. Okay. I don't have a quarter, so I'm going to flip a uh, fittingly enough. Don't flip your cup. <laughs> no, I won't flip my cup this time. Well, at least not till later in the show. <laughs> but I'm going to flip a 1960s root beer flavor Kool Aid packet. <laughs> uh, you want front or back? You get to pick. Actually, you go first if you call it. Uh, I'll take the front. All right. It's in the air. <laughs> front it is, baby. Front it is. Wait, so I have the choice? It's like the Super Bowl? No, at the last second I thought better, and now you just have to go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go with my first pick.
0: Number one. CREAM SAVERS CREAM, cream la, LA CREAM CHOCOLATE cream. AND CARAMEL AND CREAM CREAM, cream LA LA
1: CREAM the CREAMIEST CREAMIEST LIFE
0: SAVERS yeah. CREAM SAVERS mm. Matt, for my first pick, this might strike you as a bit weird Raspberry CREAM SAVERS I see where we're starting off with the fan favorite <laughs> So, so, Cream Savers, they were an offshoot of Lifesavers, right? Creamy, fruity flavors in a hard candy. Much better than Lifesavers, actually. Uh, Well, better, but, I mean, you can't beat those original flavored Lifesavers, of course. That's a whole different story, right? Yeah. But the Cream Savers, they had stuff like orange cream, which was fantastic, and the obvious choice for something that I would have picked on the show, but these raspberry cream savers were like over the top for me, right? They were so good. One of the things about like hard candy for me, like life savers and certs was when I was a little kid, my grandmother used to have those in her pocketbook, right? So I used to sit in the back seat of the car and kind of um, bounce onto the back of the seat. So it would launch me forward and I'd keep bouncing back onto it. Right, right. Sort of like boomeranging yourself. Yeah, it was obnoxious, but like I was having a grand time. So when I would start to do that, my grandmother would be in the back seat and then
1: she would give me like a lifesaver. It was like Xanax for people who hadn't been uh, given the official diagnosis yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but the strange thing was I was like super subdued. A raspberry cream saver is like one of those happy places for me. I got into these by accident. Around 1998, they hit stores. And I worked at the movie theater for many years over here. And they did this large promotion. It was this uh, company-wide promotion of cream savers, right? The movie theater did a cream savers promotion? Yes. Odd. It was very odd. I don't know how, maybe it was just like some random tie-in. Did I you don't know. sell cream, like <laughs>
1: popcorn, milk duds, and, and maybe fucking cream savers? It's I possible. mean, that's weird. Yeah. Wow, It's totally okay. weird. So there had to be 40 boxes of the cream
0: savers. They were all raspberry cream savers, right? Oh, yeah. So we gave out like a ton of them, but there were still so many left once the promotion window ended right okay so i had a full case of these babies at my house more raspberry cream savers than you could handle i yeah and i sure as hell made it my business to enjoy those i've always been a a very big fan of these and it's unfortunate because
1: they no longer exist but i would love to have these back there was actually a team up with jello there were there oh, was really? like jello cream oh savers god. cups It was like you know pudding but the cream savers version
0: oh i remember that yes yeah that like, said, oh
1: my like, god goodness. like doesn't your tongue just get tickled thinking about I that i know it, yeah. and it's so simple to
0: bring back it's just hard candy it's not like they have to go through any hoops to make it happen
1: yeah it's like you don't need to waste a genie wish to make this one come back <laughs> yeah. it's just pretty easy just like put the whole back in a lifesaver and throw some white in there and you're yeah. fucking done yeah <laughs> The one thing that drives me crazy though, is that when we're talking about candies that were discontinued in the modern era, like this one was Mm -hmm. it's infuriating because when you Google it, you'll find like it's old page on Amazon.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yes. It's like, you think it's still out there and you click it's, it's just a ruse, brother.
0: Yes. (laughs) Stop conning me like that. Yeah. So I,
1: I mean, I guess like it's within probably the last 10, 15 years that it was still here. There are those
0: levels of things that we talk about on the show because, like you said, there's things that we talk about that are from the 80s that haven't come back, and then you're starting to get to the 90s, but this is almost the 2000s,
1: right? Well, we got to start talking about stuff from the 2000s because <laughs> the people our age no longer listen to podcasts. <laughs> How do you they, do, fellow kids, the, they're like me, they could barely hear. So, I loved <laughs> eating cream savers while watching Rugrats. <laughs> Why did Cream Savers candy want to get together with Jello pudding? Because
0: blending cream with fruit flavor takes pudding to a dreamy place. Because everyone eventually surrenders to the swirl. Jello Cream Savers pudding snacks. Because it's magic. Number two. If it were not this exotic, if it were not this smooth, this delightful. If the taste were not this delicious, this sensuous, if it were not this Hawaiian, the taste of Mona Lai would not be so exciting. Taste paradise. New Mona Lai guava drink, now brought to the mainland by Ocean
1: Spray. I am thrilled to kick off my picks with Ocean Spray Mona Lai. Oh my god yes the guava flavored hawaiian fruit juice that i think debuted somewhere around like 1985 right yeah oh shit i just hit the mic into my face yeah well you were excited and i don't (laughs) blame i don't blame you
0: i did i got too excited (laughs) (laughs) Mona
1: lai oh my god so i mean first things first back then i was such a sucker for all things ocean spray because they came in those amazing glass jugs yes oh the coin banks <laughs> that you used to make from those <laughs> and uh mona lai while guava based i kind of remember it tasting like a less tart pink grapefruit juice and that's sort of what it looked like too it did look like that and it had an
0: undertone of that but it had that kind of sweet flavor almost at the same time so it
1: wasn't like bitter or anything no 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 yeah. bitterness it was like yeah. grapefruity but without any sort of tartness yeah the flavor was good, but it's totally secondary to the theme. Ocean Spray went so hard on the Hawaiian thing. Like, you saw the TV commercial, right? Oh, absolutely. It
0: was, like, one of the best commercials ever where, like, the music stops, like, the drums stop, and then
1: there's birds, and the bird's hair stands on end. <laughs> yeah, and there's, like, Hawaiian dancers. Like, it feels like a pitch for a vacation, not a pitch for juice. During that time, everything was exotic islands and paradise and Hawaii. You know by 2021 standards i'm not even sure it would fly because it's almost like cultural appropriation or whatever yeah but i mean back then it was all just in good fun and this you would appreciate this this always reminded me of the waikiki hotel in wildwood mm, definitely because back then they actually had the canned version of mohalai in their soda vending machine i was gonna ask you about that canned version because that was not that easy to come by No, no. The the canned version of all Ocean Spray stuff was pretty tough to find, but when you did, it was like a jewel in the wild. It was.
0: It was definitely more of a vending machine item that you would find. I actually had to go back and look for prices because there was something in our minds, because this was so elite that it felt like it was more expensive back then because we only got it very rarely. Yeah,
1: yeah, so like but, you you had to pick that out and really, like, ask for it. Oh,
0: yeah, but it's like the thing is, my dad and I, like, love this, and he was very into the whole Hawaiian gimmick, so we did get this, but this was one of those things that we would bury it in the back of the fridge, but on the middle shelf where no one actually went to, because no one bends down when they, no. o- when they open the fridge.
1: No, no, that's where you find, like, the jars of weird hoisin sauce from, like, 15 <laughs> years ago. I'm like, ugh. People will be more apt to go into the bottom shelf
0: than the back of the middle shelf. So this is like one of those things that we would stuff back there.
1: Uh, No one wanted it anyway, but it was just for us. It was like our private stock. Especially back then, guava was not a flavor that a lot of people were that familiar with. So it's like Mm -hmm. you didn't know by the name or the description on the label what it was going to taste like. You can make it now if you
0: want. Go to the Goya aisle of your grocery store and then pick up some Guava nectar, passion fruit, cocktail, grapefruit, all that kind of stuff. Mix it together and just pretend.
1: I mean, it's tempting, but it's not going to be the same when it doesn't have the ocean spray label on it.
0: Yeah, but I mean, we
1: have to kind of just go with it because we're never getting this back. <laughs> I know. I think in... um. What was it? I think I wrote it down. At some point, Ocean Spray sold it off. and yes. like, It became its own brand, but it wasn't the same. I had it. It was not as good. I remember yeah, it came well, back Well, I don't yeah. know if it was. It was definitely different, and it it, was but different. it just didn't feel the same. The whole appeal was that they'd snuck this amazingly thematic tropical drink in like the boring juice aisles. Yes. Apple, cranberry, Monolite. <laughs> and just uh, FYI do you remember the uh two-part episode of married with children where they do like the supermarket game show yeah that's one of my favorite episodes well if you look really close at the shelves when they're running around there's a whole section (laughs) of mona lai (laughs) jugs of course there is (laughs) just had to throw that one in there i love it
0: Number three. Cheese, glorious cheese. Tastes mighty
1: inviting.
0: Cheese, glorious cheese. It's so tantalizing. Whether you like it saucy, snappy, mild, or wild, real cheese has a taste for you. Enjoy cheese, marvelous cheese. My second pick tonight, Matt, is Cheese Tidbits by Nabisco. And a little backstory for everybody. This was something I actually wanted to talk about on our very first episode of the Purple Stuff podcast, but I couldn't think of what it was called. Oh, my God. Episode one. I got (laughs) to say, we haven't changed a bit. (laughs) (laughs) These were the basic idea of a cheese nip, but in this uh, almost like a cylindrical
1: kind of like a cigar type of shape when you're playing Arkanoid you know when you get that pill that makes the little shooting guy bigger <laughs> yes it looked like the bigger version of the Arkanoid guy
0: <laughs> so these were my favorite as a kid and it's like a strange thing to say because I'm sure when you were real little to say that cheese tidbits were your favorite is I think it's kind of weird but
1: for me, not <laughs> not to me. These things were
0: so good. I was such a young kid when I realized these were my favorites, because I remember my mother telling me that we were in the AMP and I was I guess I was kind of uh moaning and groaning that I wanted something and I was pointing up to a box and it was probably like the maybe the second highest shelf in this aisle in the
1: cracker aisle, right? So you were still taller than it at that point. <laughs> <Yeah. too. laughs> you were pointing down. Yeah.
0: No, so she had to pick me up so I could point to the thing I wanted, and it was the cheese tidbits. And we would get them all the time because I was obsessed with them. First of all, they were hollow. They were like these hollow, smooth
1: logs. They were hollow-ish. Yeah, hollow-ish. They weren't weren't entirely hollow. They weren't fully hollow. hollow. Right, Yeah, yeah. 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 You could still scrape out some cheese meat when you popped it in half. They were like erratically hollow. Yeah, which was even better because it's like each one, it was like they were like snowflakes. No two <laughs> so we're tidbits were alike. <laughs> exactly. So and
0: they, and they felt classier because you could have one hanging out of your mouth like a cigarette or like yeah. Hannibal's cigar in the A-Team. But yeah, it's exactly like the A-Team cigar. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so the greatest part was it even the fake cigars? It was when you eat a bunch of them and mash them in your mouth so you had this mushy
1: ball of moist cheese <laughs> crackers oh, in your yes. mouth. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, and look, I'm, I'm going to go a little further than that because what I would do then is take that mush yeah. and roll it into a ball and then re-eat it. <laughs> Wait, you would <laughs> take it out of your mouth? Who the fuck was looking at what I was doing?
0: <laughs> no judgment. I was five.
1: <laughs> Oh, God. Did you ever like try to just swallow them like they were pills? No, no, I wouldn't. Well, I mean, you couldn't, but I always (laughs) loved trying to. (laughs) So if
0: anybody Googles this, it's one specific box that was like my prime tidbit eating phase, and it was like giant bubble lettering. Oh, yes. Literally one picture of this box exists on the internet. (laughs) But it's the
1: classic one. It's almost like it's as if Toys R Us did Kids R Us, then they did Babies R Us, and then for some reason they did a cheese tidbit store. That's what the font looks like. (laughs) Yes, that's what it looks like. And there's all of a sudden this severe mention of natural cheese. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's in hell. Like, everything on the box is cheese color. Like, there's the cheese, and there's the cheese tidbits. But even the background seems like it's sort of made of cheese, too. <laughs> yeah, there's a giant block of cheese. Yeah, it's just the cheesiest. <laughs> and that font kind of goes with what I'm thinking is that people don't realize that the original run of Nabisco snack crackers, they all seem to take their inspiration from Tinker Toys. They did. Like, like there were all these sticks and wheels and stuff. And it feels like like tidbits <laughs> it's was totally like, appealed to kids. You're right. Right. Like Tidbits was the last of its kind. Like it, they all yeah. like for a while all of their snacks were like that, and then there was just tidbits. These were the toy cheese crackers, you're right. Right, they were like Lincoln Logs for (laughs) much smaller action figures. This segment right here,
0: and and determining that
1: is why the Purple Sub podcast exists, man. Yeah, yeah. Getting to the the real reason that tidbits were mildly successful. (laughs) Stop the presses. Cheese, glorious
0: cheese, so
1: sumptuous and luscious.
0: Cheese, marvelous cheese. Makes everything scrumptious. What else is so versatile? Real cheese is always a hit. It's cheese, marvelous cheese, versatile cheese. Glorious cheese. Make your meals sing with real cheese. Number four. What goes first? The graham cracker, the marshmallow, or the chocolate? Mm-hmm. Gee, s'mores are hard to make. Hey, who ate the chocolate? There's an easier way to enjoy the campfire goodness of s'mores. Suddenly, s'mores. Just pop them in the microwave and they turn into an ooey gooey chocolatey fudge graham sandwich. Suddenly, s'mores. Suddenly, the great taste of s'mores in seconds.
1: Okay, so I wrote about these a few years ago, and I was shocked to discover that not very many people seem to remember them. Suddenly, s'mores! Oh, God. How could you forget these? Made by Nabisco in 1990. Yeah, they were unforgettable as far as I'm concerned, and I guess you'd say the same. So, not to exaggerate them, because they were
0: a very small blip in our lives, because they didn't really last too long, but they were very memorable
1: well i mean here's the thing it's hardly big technology by 2021 standards but people forget that microwave stuff was a huge novelty for a Uh, long time absolutely yeah because a lot of people didn't even get an actual microwave until later on when they were cheaper we were kind of like slow to the punch with putting like odd things in the microwave and this was the first time you got little bags of microwavable s'mores yes Graham cookie sandwiches with marshmallow and chocolate insides. Like if you picture a s'mores sandwich made with Lorna June cookies somewhere like in that area,
0: I think the, the best part about it was that these were usually like an exclusively
1: fall treat, but then you could have them in like February. At the time they were kind of like big news. Cause the marshmallow was specially formulated for microwaves. There were newspaper articles that like were so impressed that Nabisco figured this miracle out.
0: I was going to say, that's the one thing I remember it not being that great. And I didn't even think that the marshmallows were, they weren't even better than like a moon pie marshmallow, in my opinion.
1: Wow. Yeah. So those articles can shove it. Oh my God. Um, I forget who the villain's name is in Thor 3, but she could like kind of just miraculously throw daggers into people's chests. (laughs) And I feel like she just hit me with one on oh, your behalf. Oh, come on. No. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, it, look, if you're comparing it to a regular s'more. Thing that you would make at a campfire. No, it didn't compare. But for something that was in grocery store aisles next to bags of chips ahoy, this was amazing. It was amazing. It was an event. I
0: remember vividly the night that we brought these home. My sister and I were so excited to try them. And she was way more into s'mores than I was. But I was like, all right, let's do it. It was a big deal when you would get something like this. Could you imagine today, 2021, you're coming home from a grocery store with literally anything that blows your mind that much yeah it was that like, you remember it for 20 30 years
1: <laughs> yeah like we're not buying food from the future these days and back then we were and if you don't believe us just look at the tv commercial this teenage girl who's eating these suddenly s'mores and she's reacting as if she's at nobu like it, she yeah. can't believe how good it is <laughs> so and this also minimizes The chances of you having
0: to sit outside with bugs landing on the s'more.
1: Of course. That was why I liked them the best. Like, oh,
0: you know me and bugs, Jay. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that either. It's just, it's terrible. Yep. The other thing that I was going to say is I actually really thought long and hard about this. And I said to myself, have I actually made s'mores like in real life outside by a fire? And the answer is twice. I did, and okay. I can't be bothered by that shit, so these are perfect. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me the,
1: <laughs> the circumstances of both times. No, I... It's completely... Well, come on. I mean, for, all right, Forget, like, the campfire. Look... We all grew up in the early 2000s. For Christmas, there was always that aunt that was going to give you the indoor s'mores maker. Yes. That she got I from like that bed, bath. Yes. And <laughs> in everyone's kitchen cabinet, like the least used one, you're going to find at least three s'mores makers. Yeah, I
0: had one in my
1: cabinet. A chocolate for like fountain and yeah. something that like Jeez. makes eggs better than you would normally make them. <laughs> I I never used the damn s'mores maker. Nobody did. They probably aren't even in those boxes. Like, they, they knew what was coming. It's just filled with, like, heavy paper.
0: You get a graham cracker and you break it in two. We get a graham cracker and we break it like you. You get a chunk of chocolate and you put it right there. We get a chunk of chocolate and we do it with Blair. You roast the marshmallow, you get it real hot. We roast the marshmallows and we like them a lot. You swish them all together and take a big bite. Mmm, s'mores, you know it's all right. Number five. There seems to be some confusion about the PB and new PB Max. It don't stand for piggy banks, platinum blonde, pink baboon. Don't mean polka man or portly ballerina. PB means peanut butter, real peanut butter, lots of real peanut butter, in pure milk chocolate with a crunch of a whole grain cookie. Now that's maximum satisfaction. Even if you're as wholesome as a plowboy, boy, that's pure bliss. PB Max, we mean peanut butter. Next up for me, Matt, is PB Max. Around 1989,
1: 1990. Uh, you remember these? Ugh. Wow, so this is going to be uh, probably the one that our listeners gravitate to the most. These were very popular. They referred to them as peanut butter snacks. It's not a candy bar.
0: This was a square snack, so it it wasn't to be confused with like a round Reese's cup or
1: a Snickers bar this was no, it's a fine explanation yeah. like it straddled the line between a candy bar and like something you would take To school exactly. in your lunchbox exactly it was almost yeah It was like a cross between like a like some sort of little Debbie type of
0: thing and uh, like a candy bar or like a Reese's cup
1: Right, and um, I think they were actually sold both ways like you could buy it at the candy impulse section But you could also get boxes of boxes. it in like the granola bar aisle exactly Yeah, and the idea is that it was on
0: this sort of a whole grain cookie or something like that. A whole grain cookie, is it? Yes. And then it had creamy peanut butter. And the thing about this was that the peanut butter was actually very creamy. I don't
1: know if you remember that. It wasn't like that gritty, dry peanut butter. Exactly. You know? This wasn't peanut butter cut peanut butter, which is delicious. But this was, it's, it's, it was yeah. almost as if they had gotten not quite Skippy or JIF, but like a Dollar Tree off-brand peanut butter. Inside, there was like these little crushed up cookie things. And then it was covered in chocolate. According to Wikipedia, it wasn't just covered. It was enrobed in chocolate. Yeah,
0: they all love saying enrobed. Enrobed. What a word that
1: is. (laughs) They had a great
0: commercial. They keep saying, what has PB in its name? And they're talking about random things. So they mention piggy banks, polka bands, portly ballerinas, platinum blondes. And then they go on and on. And they keep saying things with PB as their initials.
1: Pretty bold way to sell PB Max, got to say. Pretty bold. (laughs) Nice job. Oh my God. (laughs) I was totally unintentional. (laughs) So
0: I said to myself, let me come up with something in the vein of the commercial where I ask you a multiple choice question and you just pick your answer. So I picked out some famous people and characters who you can share a PB Max with, but you can only choose one. Okay. I know it's going to be a tough choice. Pat Benatar, Peter Boyle, Phoebe Buffet, Peter Bogdanovich, Paul Bunyan, Peter Brady, Paul Bearer, Peter Benchley, Peter Billingsley, Paul Bettany, Pierce Brosman, Paul Burchill, Paul Blart, Malkop, Patrick Bergen of Lawnmower Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Wow, was, I didn't even realize there were that many people with those initials there, left in the let world. Let me tell you, there's like 3,000 others.
0: I was like, oh my god, this has
1: got to stop. Oh god, that's just pure bull. <laughs> but I think I, I kind of started tuning you out early on because I heard, what did I hear? Peter, B- 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 Peter B- Boyle? No, B- B- uh, B- 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 Peter Bogdanovich. Is that who played Janos? no. Oh. That's a different guy. <laughs> oh, well, then
0: I need to hear it again. All right, Pat Benatar, Peter Boyle, Phoebe Buffet, Peter Bogdanovich, Paul Bunyan, Peter Brady, Paul Bearer, Peter Benchley, Peter Billingsley, Paul Bettany, Pierce Brosnan, Paul Burchill, Paul Blart-Molkop, and Patrick Bergen. Have one more man, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, uh, who is Phoebe Buffet? She is, uh, the character on Friends, Lisa
1: Kudrow. Oh. <laughs>
0: yeah, but you like the movie she's in
1: um, I do Roxy and whatever the hell go to the mall Roxy and Marie go to the mall <laughs> That's it um no I'm, I'm, gonna, okay, I'm gonna leave Phoebe Buffet and I'm gonna take fucking Ralphie from A Christmas Story Peter Billingsley and that would make a great like late 80s early 90s commercial be sure to eat your PB Max oh god
0: <laughs> Matt and Peter Billingsley eating a PB Max <laughs>
1: I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm surprised you didn't pick Paul Bearer.
0: We could use his hologram.
1: <sighs> yeah. I mean, if yeah. they found it distasteful when they used it in his Hall of Fame ceremony, just imagine what they'll say <laughs> when, he when he's selling my, PB Max. <laughs> in my homemade yeah. PB Max commercial. Oh, yeah.
0: PB Max. <laughs> <laughs> <ever>. <laughs> the
1: PB and PB
0: Max doesn't mean penguin black belt.
1: <laughs>
0: nope, the PB means peanut butter, covered in milk chocolate, with a hearty crunch in every bite. PB Max, we mean peanut butter. Number six. <laughs> oh no they're back wild wings are back at Roy's crispy chicken three wild sauces Honolulu honey firehouse red meltdown mustard wild wings at Roy's
1: so I have talked about Roy Rogers on the show before and how back when things like fat and calories didn't matter I was all about Roy's Jay yeah you were a big Roy's guy My go-to meal was the two-piece white meat chicken with fries and a biscuit, but for a few times in the late 80s, I had my sights set on a different combo, (laughs) Jay. And that was? Let's talk about Roy Rogers' Wild Wings. (laughs) This was a promotion they did in 1988, 1989, I think one last time in the mid-90s, where instead of the traditional giant fucking Roy's wings, you would get a little basket of wingettes and drumettes mm. and this comparison will go over your head because you don't eat anything but some of our listeners will get it if anyone remembers the little wing and drumettes that were at the old sizzler buffets it was like those but just even better yeah i know i remember those you don't you've never even Not, stepped foot yeah, in a sizzler I, I, one time i had went to a sizzler no you took a <laughs> selfie in front of one <laughs> selfie in 1988 yeah yeah yeah. with that little throwaway camera (laughs) yeah now the wings were great but what made this promotion so special is that they would give you like 45 different sauces jay i went to get this because of the sauces i think everyone did because it was such a crazy thing to hear at the time you got tubs of firehouse red, Honolulu honey and meltdown mustard. Oh, and it man. wasn't like when you go to McDonald's and you pick one. At least the way I remember it cuz I know I had all of them. You would get all of those sauces. Right. And like I was a ketchup only guy and I think for the most part you were too, but when you had oh, the no. chance to do this kind of shit to fucking chicken, oh, not ketchup on chicken? No, I was uh, I was barbecue all the way. My God! Could you have sounded any more indignant? Yes. <laughs> no, because I'm not.
0: You're labeling. I loved ketchup. Yes, but not. I on believe chicken or what fries. was it, uh, on yeah. our just
1: on our fucking last episode. Yeah, you I, said, and I quote." I put that shit on everything. Yes, but not chicken. <laughs> everything but chicken. There yeah. was a pretty significant
0: asterisk. I, I should have number one that. protein. I should have said that. Yeah, you should have. You really should have. Okay, if somebody, if if anybody's listening, eats fried chicken with ketchup, then that's just not cool. Well,
1: look, here's it, look. I'm not saying I dip the whole piece in ketchup; that would be disgusting. What you do is you tear off little bits and then you dip it in. Uh, no, but this Honolulu honey. Oh, oh my God. God! Double H! Holy shit! shit. That yeah. was the one. That was a revelation because oh I God. think, like, um, to this day. People like to use, they get, like, the honey that McDonald's gives out with breakfast, and yes. they dip the McNuggets in it. Right. It's the same principle. hmm And I'm amazed that this did not become, this Wild Wings thing, a permanent part of the Roy Rogers menu. Big mistake, in my opinion. Can we talk about how... You conned me into stopping
0: at a Roy Rogers to take a picture by saying, hey, let's go grab some coffees because there was a Starbucks inside the building.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's not what he was doing, I swear. Yeah, that's what happened. Well, they're so rare now that it's like whenever you get the opportunity to take a picture of one, especially like an older looking one. You got to seize that up, man. No, you do. Uh, condiments for me were huge. You
0: mentioned like this Firehouse Red and Meltdown Mustard. They had these fun names. And then you're mm-hmm. wondering like, what could this possibly taste like? I need to try it. So just on the basis of a stupid little tiny cup of sauce. I'm like driving to Roy Rogers with my family to get them.
1: Yeah, that was all it took. Because it was like, just think about how that looked in front of you. You had these little tubs of neon colors, yellow, and oh. another shade of yellow, and bright red. You know what it is? It was the possibility of... Having all this
0: variety, you could just sit there and choose which one you're going to dip. I love yeah,
1: that. Just alternate between the flavors and maybe even mix them mix together. Mix them together. Oh, my God. The, yes. the possibilities were endless. I think it's sort of like trying to break open someone's phone code. You could sit there <laughs> and Roy's for fucking ever, and you wouldn't finish all the combinations you could do with those sauces.
0: <laughs> I've been raising chickens almost 40 years. I've never seen nothing like Roy Rogers'
1: new wild wings. Them birds are crazy. Partying all night and running next to my cows? Look what they done to the old Duke.
0: Roy's new Wild Wings. Crispy Fried Chicken. A choice of four wild sauces. Get six and the biscuit. Just $1.99. Next year, I'm planting corn. <laughs> Number
1: seven. Batman
0: Returns. The greatest new cereal Gotham City has ever known. And chocolate flavored with the amazing new Batmobile and incredible new villains Catwoman, the Penguin. It's deliciously crunchy, chocolate flavored cereal and great marshmallow shapes. The action packed cereal that's part of this complete breakfast. Batman returns. There's never been a cereal like it. Matt, you and I lived through Batmania in 1989 and then again in 1992. It wasn't as big but it did bring us Batman Returns Serial. (sighs) Ah, I have to give it away to uh, Batman Returns Serial because they did something different.
1: It wasn't just Captain Crunch. Like the uh, 89 Batman cereal was. Completely different. Nothing like the original 89 cereal. Different in every conceivable way. Yeah, and I loved the box art. I loved everything about it. And then you looked at
0: the cereal itself. It was basically like if you took chocolate checks cereal and mixed it with colorful marshmallows. And the look of it actually... It looked like it matched up with the box art and like the whole motif of
1: the promotional art for Batman Returns. Look, this was a darker Batman, so you had to have a darker cereal.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I thought it was really cool that they did something so different. And I actually liked the 89 cereal because I was a big fan of cereal that was like that. But
1: this was a very cool detour. The cereal pieces resembled, like I said, Czech cereal. Chocolate checks, but like bootleg chocolate checks, like not quite as good as checks, but checks shaped.
0: Yes, yes, exactly.
1: And the marshmallows they had
0: uh, the bat symbol, the batmobile, Penguin's hat, yeah, and catwoman heads. Yeah, Catwoman heads, pretty solid mix. It was a solid mix. Yeah, it was very cool. And then there was always like little things that they gave away inside like bookmarks
1: and cards and things like that. This is where they kind of took a step down from the original Cyril, which would give you a fucking bank, bank. <laughs> shrink wrap right, to it. I'm yeah, a door hanger, a cut-out door hanger. doesn't really compare to a, a plastic bank. And everything you read about... <laughs>
0: The 89 cereal was how amazingly popular it was. And, like, yes, I remember it being popular because everything with a bat signal in 89 sold, like, hotcakes. Yeah, instantly, yeah. Yeah, instantly. But, like, they also said this wasn't as popular, but every site you find lists the shelf life. It lasted from 1992 to apparently, and I don't know if this is true, to 1997. (laughs) And I don't know how that's possible because... That's when Batman and Robin
1: came out. It's not possible. That lasted past Batman forever? No, of course (laughs) not. I mean, I don't know where they're getting this information. It makes no sense. If that's on a publicly editable site, I would like to know that site so when we're done with this show, I can go fix it. Yeah, I I think... (laughs) I think people listening need to understand that they should not believe
0: everything on the internet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Right after the Batman and Robin movie trailer, they're going to show a commercial for Batman Returns serial. Yeah.
0: Let's skip over Batman forever. Yeah. Come on. No, no. So the serial was cool. The commercial was awesome too, because they actually filmed someone in a bat costume
1: in the Bat Cave. At the bat computer analyzing the marshmallows shapes and stuff. Right. I noticed that. I'm like, that shot is definitely not from any of the movies. No, you they, they just it. got a so guy.
0: Just... Yeah. They got a guy to be in the bat costume.
1: And the bat cave in the commercial looks a lot more like the Kenner bat cave <laughs> yeah. than like anything <laughs> from the movies. It does. Then I'm
0: thinking, like, did they actually pay a guy to go in the back costume, or did they get a marionette? Because, like, when you see his hands, he's just kind of, like, moving his hands randomly.
1: <laughs> I mean, you'd think it would actually cost more and take more effort to do a marionette <laughs> than to just get some schmo to go in the costume. Exactly. Like, anybody
0: would. I would have done that for free.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have done I have, it for yeah. free. Several times. Uh, also, in that TV commercial, did you notice the complete breakfast shot at the end? Yeah. Like they say the cereal is part of a complete breakfast. So it's pictured alongside a giant glass of milk, a glass of orange juice, and like 50 slices of buttered toast. Why do you have a giant glass of milk when the milk is already in the cereal? I know it's not in your cereal because you don't eat it. No, it's it's not in my cereal. And it's certainly not in my largest. It, no, class. it's not in your. No, but like anyone who's having cereal then
0: had milk in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, the glass that they use in this commercial, I don't even know if glass is the proper term. Like, what do you call Like, what do you mix sangria in? Because it's one of those. Yeah, it was like a carafe. As a carafe of milk is <laughs> part of a complete breakfast. Like, Jesus Christ, who is determining what a complete breakfast consists of? I know you're having cereal and milk, but we want to give you a giant glass of it, too. Yeah. In I mean, addition. And like, that glass of orange juice next to it, it's a big glass, but it looks like a little teensy baby. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so Batman Returns Cereal, I would actually go out on a limb here
1: and say, bring it back.
0: Like, bring who cares? Just well, say, I mean, uh,
1: according to the internet, it hasn't been long since it's been out. You know, apparently it <laughs> just, retired just three years ago. What a move that would be just to randomly bring back Batman Return Cereal. You know? Could you imagine? Could you imagine the, the brouhaha that would develop on social media if <laughs> yeah. Batman Return specific cereal was announced? <laughs> We went to the
0: theater to see, like, I guess it was one of the anniversaries not too long ago. I don't even know if you
1: remember that. Of course. Who could forget? (laughs) Who could forget a day like that? My thing leaving that theater was, holy shit, that movie holds up so so well. It's so good. Still to this day, my favorite Batman thing. And yeah, it's pretty good serial to go with it. And that's where you learned how to do your French flipper trick. My French
0: flipper trick. (laughs) That's right. From the sewers of Gotham, a new villain emerges. From the rooftops, the perfect enemy comes to life. I am Catwoman. And the only one who can save this city is a creature of the night. Michael Keaton. What do you want? Danny DeVito. You don't really think you'll win, do you? Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> Batman Returns June 19th. Directed by Tim Burton. Rated PG-13 number eight bubblicious wants to take you to paradise introducing new paradise punch the fruity new flavor that's got the tropical taste of paradise
1: so i want to give a quick shout out to paradise punch bubblicious which was very possibly my all-time favorite bubble gum that is an amazing bubble gum great choice there i have no idea why this is and discontinued i cannot imagine that anyone who tried paradise punch would ever return to a different bubbleicious flavor i didn't realize but they kept making it like well after the years i chewed bubblegum. gum there's another one of those cream saver cases where if you go on amazon you still find the remnants of it from when it was on sale but it's no longer there well that was i felt like i was conned
0: because i saw an actual page it says in stock and then in tiny print it says sticker so I'm like, oh, you're selling. Oh a my god! Someone, of- someone, print, yeah.
1: someone went to fucking sticker mule and made bubblelicious. <laughs> yeah, somebody <labels>. had, Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a that's a shady business right there. Yeah, it's like, that's almost as bad as the magnets on eBay. Magnets, you hear me and yeah. my Kool Aid packets have been turned into magnets for eBay <laughs> sellers. <laughs> so you remember how Bubble Yum had their Hawaiian Punch gum? Of course. Of course. I guess this was like Bubblicious's no-name version, but the truth was that it was a lot better, and it tasted even more like Hawaiian Punch. It did,
0: yeah. And this went along with your uh, Monolai... Mo, mo, how do you say it? Mo, mo, no, la, ye, mo, lay, monolai... Lay, ye, yeah. Uh, I have a thing I, I guess'm I'm, I'm really into the tropics. What yeah, you say? love the tropics and the paradise stuff. Anything that has like a tropical flower on the package you're in <laughs> it wouldn't seem like that macadamia would be my... nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh my god macadamia nuts. <laughs> Fucking love them. Write it down for the next show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the guy from Night
0: Rider used to do the commercial. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man! So as I was saying, macadamia nuts are fucking awesome, and uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, paradise punch <laughs> is what we were yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the gum. It had this crazy red color, and I think at least on paper, it was sort of meant to be a mix of like lemonade and pink lemonade. But in practice, it was just like fruit punch.
0: Yeah, it was fruit punch that had a little bit of an exotic kind of
1: additive. I don't know what it was, but it was good. It was sugar, actually. Oh, yeah. sugar. That's yeah, what yeah. it was, yes. I can't think of this gum without remembering my junior high years. I think I mentioned this on the show once or twice before, but back then, I was definitely low man on the pole, and gum was how I kept my social stock from just completely hitting rock bottom. <laughs> I would keep several packs on me and every day I would just give out pieces left and right. It was like totally bribing people to not like rag on me. (laughs) And uh, I usually did that with stuff like Big Red and Cinnaburst. But if I had Paradise Punch, everybody loved me, Jay. Holy shit. People, the kids at school, like they were crazy for Paradise Punch.
0: Well, it's like you're giving out stock of Apple. Exactly. (laughs) I
1: mean, you might as well just give them $500. That's like a piece of bubblelicious was like a gold doubloon. Yeah, yeah, like they would put their hands out like they're about to receive the fucking body.
0: <laughs> bubblelicious was the quintessential bubblegum for me as a kid. Bubblelicious, it was just a whole
1: run every time.
0: The package art was always awesome, but you sent me this link for the commercial
1: 10 Second Spot. It's Lord Alfred Hayes. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. (laughs) Yes, apparently that's the only like video evidence of Paradise Punch. How amazing is that though?
0: Like the only thing we have on earth to remember this by is a Lord Alfred
1: Hayes read. In context, that would have come directly after like a Bushwhackers squash match. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Paradise
0: Punch. Uh, By the way, I'm sending this to our voting committee. Yeah, They are uh, in the process of disqualifying this segment Because it's not food You can't eat gum You shouldn't be eating gum
1: If I've chewed, let's say, 1,000 pieces of gum in my life I've swallowed approximately 980 of them That's <laughs> so disgusting <laughs> It's not Everything you hear is untrue it's, it's, it's no worse than eating a cookie It's so it's filling, too, I bet It, you is. Know, it keeps it's, you I mean, filled up for a yeah, while It stays in there for <laughs> a good three weeks The bubbleicious Diet Fly away. Fly away. Fly away. Fly
0: away. fly away, fly away, fly away, fly away, to a flavor
1: fantasy, Bubblicious,
0: Bubblicious. Number nine. Call me a trendsetter, but I was eating Wheat Thins before people knew why they were baked and not fried. Now everybody knows who needs a greasy chip, right? Besides, Wheat Thins are delicious. Delicious is still in, isn't it? My last pick of the evening, Matt, is Wheat Thins Harvest Five Grain Crackers.
1: Between the Cream Savers and the Wheat Thins Harvest Crisps or whatever they're called, you are an 85-year-old grandmother Chinese. <laughs> I am. It just goes to show when I'm making up a
0: list and I look at it and I say, geez, this is going to go over like a lead balloon. <laughs> no, I mean, no, here's the thing. I'm going to back you up here because these are really good. Of course, I got to tell a quick backstory. I come from a family that is used to these grand meals, right? My mom, it could be a Tuesday night and she makes this meal that would have hors d'oeuvres, appetizers, soup. And then a main course, and then of course coffee and three types of dessert. Coffee and coffee and no exaggeration. That's how it is in my house, right? So um, cheese and crackers was something that was just always there. It it could be just like a freaking Thursday night, and And you would have a cheese and crackers. Yeah, it was this luxury thing, and I'm like, if I eat this cheese and crackers. I, I'm not going to be able to eat dinner. You know, I had oh, 65 man. wheat thins sandwiching these
1: thick slices of smoked Gouda. I'm done. I'm good. I don't need dinner. A cheese tray five weeknights a week. Oh my god. Can we can I have, can she be my mother too? During WPIX reruns of sitcoms. Here's your Colby and crackers, Jay. And Matt, my new son. (laughs) You can eat as many as you want.
0: You want some iced tea? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, ma'am. So, these wheat thins specifically, like, I'm not just talking about wheat thins. I'm talking about this specific variety which has been discontinued and to me they're the greatest cracker ever period what are they called again They're we we thins what a what so they're the harvest five grain cracker okay and they they probably either came out in either the late 90s or early 2000s i would say so these were also more recent than a lot of the other stuff we talk about they were either like a hexagon shape or an octagon shape i can't remember uh, and so uh, it, it's like, something agon for yeah sure. it's an agon shape yeah, and yeah. he <laughs> had these little things sprinkled on top which i guess are
1: supposed to represent these like bits of
0: wheat i don't know i have no
1: it idea was it was, I, it was like a hexagonal wheat thing with bird seed glued on the top and it was so much better than it sounds <laughs> yes so we would get these all the time and it was like our official cracker of our household Wow. So this was like the, the common cracker, the thing that you could always count on to be there. They were always in the house, right? And they were so
0: delicious. So, of course, I'm like, all right, I, first, I can't pick these unless I determine officially if they have been discontinued. So how do you look up a cracker that you don't even know is a wheat did? I'm looking up hexagonal shaped crackers with
1: stuff on top of them the name of these like you've told me now what three times i you still don't even can't remember the, the yeah. rate, my retention <laughs> harvest 5, five grain is that it yeah exactly. i mean that's that's fucking like that's insane like how did that make it through a committee I, of I, nabisco's <laughs> top people exactly
0: so i called nabisco which i'm not opposed to ever doing with any of these companies i'm used to it so i called nabisco and i spoke to tanya and she was a very pleasant customer service representative tanya from nabisco so then i'm asking if they discontinued The Wheat Thins Harvest Five Grain Crackers. This is the crisis going on in my head. I'm like, did she type in five, the number five, and then get
1: no results? Or did she type out F-I-V-E? Just to establish you're doing this at work, so you didn't have all the time in the world. (laughs) (laughs) So it got it straightened out. She said that they officially have been discontinued. I had a very specific way of eating these. You would use your upper teeth to scrape off all the grains, like (laughs) as if they were barnacles on the bottom of a (laughs) ship. And then you'd eat the clean hexagonal wheat, then separately. Put a little schmear on there of whatever that you got herb, cream
0: cheese, or something. I don't know. Wheat bins, something like a cracker, but more like a snack. Just for you snackers, crunchy delights, kind of like a cracker, but no more snack bite. Oh, there, thin and square, and there, light as air, and there. snackers something like a cracker but more like a snack try our cheese and money flavors too wheat thins just for you snackers number 10 i'll have the personal pan pizza please and i don't have a lot of time for lunch <laughs> new personal pan pizza from your pizza hut restaurant Ready in five minutes, or you get one free next time you come in for lunch. I'd like a personal pan pizza, and I'm in a bit of a... (laughs) (laughs) hurry. New personal pan pizza at Pizza Hut, starting at $1.49. And ready in five minutes, or your next one's free. We guarantee it.
1: Okay, my last pick, it might come with an asterisk, because I'm not totally sure that these have been completely discontinued, but even if they're not, they definitely aren't what they used to be. Pizza Hut's personal pan pizza. Yeah. You've been trying to get this on the show and you might have gotten it on the show. We don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally true. It's still, I mean, there's at least a 50% chance that I'm about to rehash stuff. I actually pulled up my old notes from like a show in 2015. (laughs) This was bar none. My favorite thing ever offered from pizza hut. And it might even just be my all time favorite pizza and I'm from New York. So that's not low praise. Yeah, and you liking Pizza Hut pizza as, like, your number one, you'd probably get a lot of shit for being but, from yeah, New York City. No, yeah, no yeah. first of all, like, Pizza Hut pizza, is like, I'll eat it, but it's not great for me. Yeah, it's not the best. So, but this yeah. specific pizza, at least back in the 80s and maybe the early 90s, too, it wasn't like those bullshit personal pizzas you'd get from, like, the Pizza Hut at Target. You had to get it at a Pizza Hut restaurant, like, the old school, like, dine-in restaurants. Mm-hmm and they would bring you these mini pizzas cut into four pieces in these piping hot cast iron pans (laughs) that gave the crust these burn marks and kept the cheese all gooey oh my god it was like eating pizza at the absolute zenith of its deliciousness (laughs) you have such a love for these and i'm wondering if these new pizza hut retro stops that they made would have this specific offering I love how the Pizza Hut retro, it's like, oh, it's coming to Pizza Hut. It's all across the country. And it's like in fucking two.
0: Yeah, there's two of them. There's yeah, like and they're, they're both three. in Wisconsin. Two. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the cheese capital, of
1: course. <laughs> this was literally as fresh and as hot as was possible without literally crawling in a pizza oven to get a slice yourself, Jay. <laughs> well, they promised to have it in five minutes or less. Man, you wouldn't think they could make such delicious pizza in just five minutes, but they pulled it off. They had this real angle
0: about the advertising saying that it was like people kind of like blue collar people or business people on their lunches going to Pizza Hut and demanding that they get the pizza in five minutes because they're in a hurry,
1: which was ridiculous. I mean, Pizza Hut trying to present itself as like the lunch stop for somebody on a one hour break is absurd. (laughs) I don't care if it was 1983. Like that's not happening. Yeah. Oh geez. Everybody's all pissy Give me that pizza. Yeah. Let me have a pizza before going back to work for four hours. I got a, I got a
0: 30-minute break. So I'm already thirty I'm already
1: 25 minutes in. Oh, 20 minutes till I get a seat? I'll take it. So uh one personal memory of this, way back in the day, my mother used to bring me and two of my friends to this comic book shop on the other side of town. And there we'd get like our fifty cent back issues of Dazzler or whatever else. And on the way back, we would always go to Pizza Hut for the personal pan pizzas. Yeah, this was something that I never got the
0: pan pizza because I was always big on having like giant pizzas as big as possible. Because I always felt like when we went to Pizza Hut, the idea would be to bring home as much as possible. So we would leave it in the fridge. And then the next morning, I would have sponge Parmesan.
1: You know, back when we first started hanging out, we had Sponge Parmesan after a lot of drinking. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta eat that sponge parmesan. Give me a coffee and some sponge parmesan. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, I actually had my face was in my hands while you were talking though, because I didn't realize that you'd never had the cast iron personal pan pizza. I remember trying it once and then thinking, this is too small. all right i'll be real it was pretty small i mean it wasn't like like if you went to pizza hut and just got pizza you'd be eating more food but it was so good this was really as good as any pizza i've had the reason why i um
0: i'm not praising it more it's like when i was a kid i didn't eat the way i eat now i i used to eat like i could eat a whole pizza I was disgusting. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I mean, pizza, forget about it. I would eat so much. It's really, like,
1: embarrassing. Like, I totally, like, even now, like, I could eat a whole giant pizza myself. No yes. problem. Like, I actively have to keep myself from doing it. Like, oh, my God. Well, I'm up to slice number five. I'm already in a territory that I won't admit publicly. Am I really going to go for the full eight?
0: I remember doing that, like, when we were kids, I would have competitions with my friends to see who could eat the most pizza.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then you would, like, come up with all these weird ways to eat it. Like, you'd fold it, triple fold it and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Mush it into a ball. Like, it was disgusting. All
0: right. So, I'll make you an offer about the Pizza Hut thing. All right. I doubt this will ever happen. But if they ever start making cauliflower crust pizza at Pizza
1: Hut, We have to go and get just a boatload of it. You've really become that guy, Jay. I mean, I'm going to out you here. The other day, we were with some friends having our first outdoor dining experience in, what, five years? And you order, oh, guys, I'm going to I'm gonna be good. I'm going to get a burger with you guys. So the waitress comes, and you order not a burger, but an impossible burger with no bun and a side of asparagus. <laughs> well, I didn't order the
0: asparagus. You she specified broccoli. Yeah.
1: Yes, because you said, bring me anything but asparagus, and she misheard you and brought you asparagus. I know. I know how it went. But the point was, we're all eating, like, typical barfare. And there's Jay with a plate with an impossible burger patty only and asparagus.
0: Yeah, yeah, that uh, that personal pizza not looking
1: so bad right now. Down with PPP.
0: personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut for lunch. Ready in five minutes, guaranteed, or your next one's free. Available for dine-in or carry-out. See details in store. All right, Matt, this was our Snacks We Want Back episode, and we had a great time tonight.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm starving now. I don't know about you. <laughs> So we haven't done our thing in a while, where we pick from each other's lists. Yeah, I mean, we we keep doing mutant versions of the thing. So I think we'll get back to the traditional one. eh? hey,
0: yeah, let's hey, do it. Hey, hey, hey,
1: hey. So uh, let's uh, run them down. Hey, okay, let me look at what you did tonight. You did the Nabisco cheese tidbits. Mm. You did the Wheat Thins Harvest Five Green. Is that what they were called? Yes. Yes, um, you did. Batman Returns cereal, which apparently was out until 2016, and <laughs> yeah. Jay is pining for its return already. <laughs> oh, uh, the Raspberry Cream Savers, which was a—I uh, mean, in 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 our terms, could as you threw a curveball, <laughs> and um, more like a foul ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, those were good. Yeah. And uh, of course, PB Max. Yeah. So that's a tough one. Let me see. I think the thing about my picks tonight, it's more like um,
0: not necessarily fan favorites, but some legit good ones.
1: There are three that I ate all the time, and another one that I ate often enough. Like only yeah. the Batman Returns cereal is something I didn't have much of. Yeah, which is surprising, given its amazingly long tenure at grocery stores. <laughs> 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 um, oh, boy. <laughs> I think I got to go with Nabisco cheese tidbits, though, oh, because like go. I mean, the, the here's the thing. It's like, yeah, they're like the cheese nips or the cheese that's or whatever else. But the way that they were cheesy is not like something they do anymore. These were like greasy, cheesy. Yes. It was like they literally turned cheese into a cracker Yep, and they just hit different. If you buy cheese nips like, obviously, or Cheez-Its, even
0: Cheez-Its, if you crush them down to their core of their soul, it's the same damn thing, you know? (laughs) The the
1: core of their soul? I was expecting to hear a thunderclap when you said that. (laughs) The core of their soul. (laughs) No, you're right, but, I mean, I don't know what it was. It was just, like, they were, like, you have to remember, like you said, we ate these when we were young kids. Mm. There were certainly more colorful junk foods for us to grab so the fact that we went for cheese tidbits something that was already at that point only marketed to (laughs) 7 year olds who needed to throw card game parties (laughs) like it had to be good
0: it's so true it's like we might have been sitting there eating cheese tidbits and having like a diet seven up
1: yeah 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 it's like son do you want the new nintendo or would you like a box of Nabisco cheese tidbits and you really had to think on that one you
0: you you want the sunday crossword puzzle while you're at it
1: (laughs) put your feet up yeah
0: (laughs) oh my gosh all right so good pick there let me go through your picks you had quite a list this evening, and in fact, you know, I look at some of your list. I'm like, "Holy crap, man!" It's like that line in Beetlejuice: "You're working with a professional here." Hmm. You know, that's you. So this I'm is, I'm dealing with. Yeah, I'm dealing with you. So this yeah. episode is like so easy. So it's <laughs> this like this okay. is
1: my house. Yeah, yeah.
0: Let me let me come up with those. Okay, Matt sends it to me in three seconds. Like, you <laughs> son of a
1: bitch. All right, Here's so, my first potential
0: list. I have ten more to come. Yeah. So number one uh was the uh, Mona Lai, the ocean spray exotic drink. Which I mean that's gonna be tough for you to pick something above. It's not just a great pick because I have memories of it. It could be easily forgotten. It's not something that everybody's going to There isn't a
1: whole lot of ocean-spray nostalgia to go around. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, We had Suddenly S'mores, which I feel like I'm
0: glad that you commemorated them. And I think we could just leave it at that. (laughs) Yeah, we never (laughs) have
1: to mention (laughs) Nabisco Suddenly S'mores again. (laughs) Mm.
0: Uh, The Roy Rogers Wild Wings with the three crazy sauces, which (laughs) the sauces,
1: to me, were the hot part of that. Well, one was Firehouse Red, so yeah, yeah. hot. It was The Meltdown Mustard, also kind of hot.
0: Yeah, and in, in that commercial for them, the crazy disco lights and the insinuation that the chickens were like having a party or like some sort
1: of uh, I think sex prompt or an orgy. Yeah, or, it was chicken orgy. I didn't
0: want to say it because I'm always
1: the one to go there. I yeah, was trying no, to no, hold no, back. I mean, yeah. You got to call it like you see it yes. in this case. <laughs> yeah. There was a chicken orgy in that Roy Rogers commercial. I mean, finally, a way to make fried chicken hip it was just bizarre. Yeah, really, really strange. <laughs> so, Paradise Punch
0: Bubblicious, which um, you're not supposed to eat, so but I'll I'll let it slide. I <laughs> 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 uh, had the most beautiful packaging, like of any bubble gum. I think one of the most
1: definitely. It was between that and like the Bubblelicious Cherry Coke or oh, the Cherry, God, the cherry Cola. Cherry Cola was yeah, so good. like yeah. those two are the probably my favorite wrappers oh, of all time, aside from Dre, of course.
0: and the uh, Pizza Hut personal pan pizza and the hot pans
1: hot cast iron pans, hot cast iron pans which uh, I mean I thought that would be bigger on you know your list but apparently yeah
0: (laughs) pizza was never my number one choice I would always opt for
1: like a Burger King or a White Castle over pizza as a kid
0: if I had the choice
1: Pizza was tough to beat for me. Like, I really, I loved my
0: pizza, Jay. I think that's, like, the number one choice amongst, like, the entire population of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I, I. it's so bizarre that I, I'm going between Bubblelicious, Paradise Punch Bubblelicious, and
1: the uh, Monolai. 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 They both have a tropical Hawaiian tinge to them. It's crazy, but I think I'm going to go with the paradise punch wow yeah I, it's a
0: surprise i'm living vicariously because i can't chew gum anymore you have that i have thing. A tmj tmj yeah. god yeah. that
1: sounds just like <laughs> you it's also have what is that thing how do you pronounce the other thing you have tin 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 oh, tinnitus yeah i've got all
0: i whatever you name it i have
1: it yeah god poor you man yeah Bubblelicious Paradise Punch. Like, I'm I'm amazed that that's the one you're going with. Maybe you go- just didn't yeah. like anything else I brought to the table. This was something that I was
0: huge on Bubblelicious. We had a store called... I think you might have had it, too. We had Party Fair. Party Fair, for us, wasn't just, like, where they sold balloons and stuff. It was also a candy store. Like, they had the most candy in the entire town.
1: They still do. I, I yeah. went in one, like, last Halloween season. I was amazed. Because it's not just that they have candy. It's, like... You actually have to check the dates like they yes. still make this candy. Yeah, they have the weirdest old stuff. Yeah, like I mean, if you were gonna find raspberry cream savers anywhere, it would be at a party fair.
0: Yeah, it was it, it's basically like the easy video of candy stores. <laughs> exactly. <you know? laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I would go in there and pick up bubble all kinds of bubble. Every week it was a different pack. So we're, what's our meal tonight? We're having Paradise Punch bubbleicious, with what did I pick of yours? <laughs> the cheese tidbits. Cheese tidbits. Wow. My God. Well, I mean, if we do it the
0: right way, we eat the cheese tidbits first and then move on to the bubble. Yeah, because the gum will yeah. dislodge all
1: the pieces <laughs> the- of cheese that got stuck in there. <laughs> I hope the judges will allow us small cups of water. <laughs> I
0: think we we have to dedicate a song to this uh, pick, Almost Paradise, the 80s <laughs> classic. Oh, yeah. Almost Paradise! We're knocking on We're heaven's door! Heaven's
1: door. <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Man, this has uh, been a fun show, and we want to remind everybody we are on Patreon. Patreon.com slash <laughs> purple stuff. stuff. Yes, where we have
1: our monthly bonus show. We had a really fun one. Yeah, this, this month. month, we are, speaking of snacks, we're talking about some of this year's hottest upcoming Halloween candy and junk food and whatnot. Yeah, and we're already getting psyched for it. I mean, the minute
0: you said to me, wow, it's uh, only like a month or two away before we start. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. It's coming. It's a it's, coming. It is. It really is. So thank you, everybody, for
1: listening. And, you know, spread the word about the podcast. A review here, a share there. Yeah. Maybe it's all some, appreciated. Some, some fan art. We love it all. Thank you for
0: listening. Yes, thank you guys. This has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I am Jay from
1: Sludge Central. I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time. Oh you kidding.
0: you listening to the Purple Stuff Pod.